Hello, everyone. It's entry four of Digital Diary, and I'm a psychopath, and it's almost midnight. I literally just recorded this entire episode, entry if you will, and I had too many like voice memo clips on my phone, and it wouldn't work. Like, I went back to to listen to it, and it just 100% just, like, wouldn't load, wasn't working. Anyways, it is Valentine's Day. <laughs> Who is having fun? I am. <laughs> and I am solo mission on this Valentine's Day. Like most Valentine's Days, I've actually been pretty solo. I think I had a I think I had a Valentine's Day a couple years ago in a relationship. That was cute. Um, but I'm spending this Valentine's Day with someone that I absolutely love. I'm sure if you know me, you know who the fuck I'm talking about. If you don't know me, get ready. So, (laughs) I am starting a new series with Digital Diary. This new series is going to be, I don't really know what I'm going to call it yet. It's it's very fresh in my mind. Um, But I think I'm going to make it um, kind of like a music slash albums slash songs. Um just kind of like all things music review style series um I don't know what it's called yet but I'm sure the name will come to me but I just thought it was fitting guys I thought it was fitting to start the series off with a bang 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 and that bang is obviously That was my sound effects. I didn't even use any software to edit that sound effects. Um, (laughs) I'm starting it off with Thank You Next. Thank You Next by Ariana Grande. This bitch released this work of art February 8th of 2019. So it's been a little bit. It's been out for for like a fun, hot second. Um... And I'm going to chat about it. I'm going to tell you my thoughts. I'm going to give you some comparisons. I'm going to talk about sweetener. I'm going to talk about... Like... I'm going to get into it. And you're going to like it. I know you're going to like it. And if you don't like it, I like it. So it's fine. Um, Just a little bit of some factoids about Thank You Next. Um... Just recently released five months post-Sweetener. So if you are an Ariana Grande fan, you know that her last album is very still... It's still a very fresh album. Um, I remember when Sweetener got released. It was literally like a day ago in my mind. Um, But yeah, it's been five months since Sweetener. And we have a whole new team, a whole new gang working on thank you next um we've got some producers some contributors 
artists on the project that are that are different we've got tommy brown a very good friend of hers um you know he's a well-known dude in that in that zone of music he's pretty uh he's pretty poppin he's friends with drake he was in a relationship with victoria monet who is ariana grande's best friend who works on the album she's worked with everyone from nos to fifth harmony so i think you can kind of see the influence of a lot of her friends that are obviously like in that community like r&b music hip-hop um We've got the Swedish pop wizard, Max Martin. Let's, like, give some thanks to this person who obviously, I think, had a lot to do with the, you know, that dreamy, weird, kind of intergalactic, electronic feel. Um, We've got Taylor Parks, who's her friend. We've got Social House. Social House are actually going to be opening for her on this tour and they are a duo um they're like an r&b hip-hop rap duo two guys fucking super talented um they had a huge impact on the album and one of them is a gemini so that's that um i'm kind of like duh obviously a really fucking genius gemini worked on this album um But just, like, to circle back to some facts, it got a 7.9 on Pitchfork. And Pitchfork is kind of... Pitchfork's, like, my homepage. (laughs) I, like, open Google and there's Pitchfork. And people are, like, giving me weird looks. I'm like... (laughs) But a 7.9 is pretty good. And I think Sweetener got, like, a 6.4, maybe a 6.5. And... To chat more about the album, um, I know that her tour starts soon. It starts in March, kids. March is so soon. This bitch needs a fucking vacation. Like, seriously, what are you doing? Um, But it starts in March and it ends in October. And I know that the tour starts in New York at the Times Union Center and then it ends in Switzerland. She's making her rounds, and I know that she literally does some some of the dates, like, twice. Like, she's going to be doing Toronto in April, and then Toronto again at the end of June, because I know this fact, because I'm moving to Toronto at the beginning of June, and my ex-girlfriend invited me to go to the second tour date, because she knew I'd be in Toronto in June. And we're both obsessed with Ariana Grande, so we just thought it would be fun to go. And my birthday's in June, and I just, you know, it makes sense. It's, you know, she did that for me. Um, But let's just kind of chat a bit about Thank You Next, and I'm going to talk about some of the comparisons to Sweetener. Um, You know, Sweetener had Pharrell. That was a minute. That was a moment. Um... But my problem with that was that Sweetener, you know, it had some stylistic inconsistencies and like Pharrell kind of flopped with some of it. I think there was some really, really hard hitting tracks and um, some really cool moves for her. And it definitely is, it's definitely a... But I think Sweetener was like surfacy and... It was very much 
a time in her life where I feel like it's very, it's a true representation of her really not knowing what the fuck is going on in her life. Because, like, some of the songs, like, I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, can we just talk about Sweetener, Borderline, Successful? Like, some of these songs were so bad that I'm like, I'm like, I'm just not even going to acknowledge them because I'm obsessed with you and I know how talented you are. But I think it was just a matter of like making a full album and making it um, the best it could be and probably just some like weird influences that maybe just didn't work with the actual mood of the album. I mean, it did give us God is a Woman, which in my opinion was the best pop song of 2018. I think it was a huge progressive mainstream track. Um, The video was fucking weird and like there was some weird moments, but the song in itself, I think just is never going to go away. I mean, I love it. I think it's an, it was my favorite song of the year for sure. Um, It left us some other good tunes. Good night and go was a little kind of um, tribute sample cover from Imogen Heap, which is kind of cool. Imogen Heap's like, kind of vintage for like this time and she's a huge fan um which if you watch zach sang the interview it's like an hour and a half on youtube go watch it it's her interview most recent about thank you next album she talks a lot about image and heap and that influence and how much she's a fan which i think is really amazing to incorporate that into your own music um you know, taking inspiration and creating and doing something with it that you want is extremely cool. And like, it's also very like humble and down to earth. It's like, you know, I really love this shit too. So I'm going to do something in tribute or, um, in like inspiration of, which I think is really nice. Um, and then it gives us breathing, which I loved breathing, but like the video was so bad that it just made me angry. But the song, if you just forget about the video, the song is great. And it also has that Drake sample of hold on, we're going home, which is such a good song. And, um, I remember hearing it. I mean like, yeah. And like people not knowing, that it was there was a sample from that and I was just like you motherfuckers like you don't you don't know you don't listen to music like I do but whatever um and then there's better off REM which initially was my favorite song in the album um very much about being in love and weirdly you know this album kind of came out when I myself was falling deep in love and I think that also has a lot to do with how much you love a work of art and how much you love music is just kind of the moment you're in and I just think that me and her were like so like linked (laughs) um but yeah it was just you know that was kind of intense for me it was a lot of these like similar tones and feelings um and I also really weirdly loved the Pete Davidson track the little blurb it was kind of like a representation of their relationship you know a blurb but that being said still cute I feel like I just talked like a mile a minute guys I think I'm just like 
excited and also just angry that (laughs) the recording I did of this last entry didn't work. Um, So if this one doesn't work, this entry will never see the light of day. So (laughs) that's that. Um, But let's get into thank you next. I would like to kind of point out that post-sweetener, you know, Ariana Grande herself as a person had many life-changing things happen. You know, we had the, we had the passing of Mac Miller, like huge, huge thing, um, huge loss to music. And, um, personally, I can't even really talk about it still. Like I sound like such a pussy and like a fucking weirdo, but like this person was someone in my life who introduced me to hip-hop and that kind of music at a young age. I remember I was 19 living in Toronto for the first time in a big city and it was the first hip-hop concert I ever went to um, was seeing him with one of my best friends and still to this day one of my best friends and um, just I remember like meeting up with we met I'm pretty sure we met people at that concert like backstage who were like friends with him I don't know that could be me just like daydreaming that but I'm pretty fucking sure Haley will you tell me if that actually happened because I honestly think that happened um but anyways all that aside just it's super hard to talk about still for me and his latest album I mean I loved the divine feminine a lot and I think that was just my weird obsession with the two of them as a couple and loving Ariana Grande as a pop star but I love the divine feminine I thought it was a fucking amazing album and so unique and like a weird move um for him to do and I just thought it was amazing and then you know to come out with swimming post Ariana Grande and just such a different tone um but a beautiful album you know I'm just I'm I'm just not over it (laughs) I'm not over it so I can only imagine how she feels. Um, so there's that. And then, you know, the breakup of her engagement with Pete Davidson, the very like infamous quick jump into that relationship post Mac Miller. Um, but I think this album kind of just shows her addressing these things and not being able to pretend anymore that, you know, a lot of shit went down. And I think like, you know, let's just fucking think too like the Manchester attack like I you know this bitch has PTSD like let's not forget let it let us not forget about that and I just think you know she has a lot to deal with and we forget that these people are real people and if you watch the Zach Sang interview like I'm seriously telling you go watch it it will it will excuse me it'll you know it'll make you kind of see with your own eyes that like these people are not just like machines and they're not just like celebrities you know they are but they're not and they have real life experience and I think she's you know deeply troubled with a lot of these things and I think this album was her making something for herself which maybe you can disagree and you can argue with me but I won't listen to you because I will think that it is for herself because that's what she has said um but 
yeah, I think this album addresses that and it's a lot more vulnerable. It's honestly a depressing pop album. It's really depressing and it's not it's not your typical layout of a pop album. Um, and I think it's her, you know, talking about her negative qualities, her crutches, not being able to deal with things emotionally. Um, so while I say that, let's get into it. Let's talk about some of the tracks. Um, we know for a fact, we know that Imagine, Thank You Next, and Seven Rings were three songs, singles that were released before the album came out on the 8th. And like, <sighs> okay. I love Thank You Next, and I remember when this came out. I think it was in November, and I was visiting my sister and my best friend, Sarah. Shout out. What's up? Hey, girl. Um, Ashley Olsen, are you there? Um, She came to visit. We were supposed to actually see Maggie Rogers in concert in Montreal, but she had to cancel because she was on SNL, so I understand. Um, but we were supposed to be there for that concert and it got canceled, but we were like, fuck it. Let's just meet up anyways and have a good time. Cause it had been a while and we both needed it and it was great. And you know what? Thank you. Next came out that weekend. So it was all meant to be. And we were staying with my sister and it was a fun night. We were getting ready to go out and it came out. And I just remember like sitting on my sister's bedroom floor And that song coming out and me just being like shook. I was literally like, what the fuck is going on? Who am I? Where am I? Who are you? Who, what is this? Um, And just losing my absolute shit. And it's such a fun song. It's a triumphant, like looking back accepting celebratory tone it's like so nostalgic the video the content released with it was very like spot on we have hannah lux the director she's like a female director she did um break up with your girlfriend on board video as well like they're kind of you know obviously there's like a thing going on you know they they have they have a vibe um it's just very like femme, fun, poppy vibes and very cutesy, but also just like, you know what, like making fun, but like relating, which is cute. And I like that. Um, and I think a lot of like our generation can look back at these things, especially the thank you next video. It's like all mean girls, um, Legally Blonde, Bring It On, 13 Going On 30. Like, these are films we watched. Um, and I think it was so cute how she ties it all in, right? So that's that's kind of Thank You Next was released. And then, you know, obviously just, like, talking about all of her exes. And, like, I think just in general, a song like that needs to be in mainstream music. Like, a woman being open and honest about her past quote-unquote failed relationships and like making light of it and being like you know what well like fuck it thank you next I've got me and I'm okay and I think that she's not even like making actual digs at them either she's just like making light of it and making it just be fun and like 
you know, she even talks about Pete, like, we almost got married, um, and, like, for Pete, I'm so thankful, like, it's very much, like, these things are gonna happen, and I'm still young, and I have so much more to offer than that, like, it's not just about my relationships that define me, and I really like that, and I think that it's, like, I might be just, like, so annoying and, like, corny, but, like, I just think that that's important for, like, young women especially to hear the shit and be, like, yo, like, my boyfriend in, like, 10th grade just, like, fucked me over, but, like, I'm gonna be fine because, like, I'm gonna, next year's 11th grade and then there's 12th grade and then there's, like, I'm done fucking high school and I'm probably gonna have dated, like, like, a couple dudes or girls or whoever by then, but, you know, that doesn't just make me who I am. I just got deep. Um, Clearly, I needed this shit when I was in high school. Um, (laughs) But that's kind of what starts this tone of this album. And then we had Imagine, which I just can't. Imagine is probably my favorite love song to date. Literally my favorite pop song, love song, released to date. Like, without a doubt... This song came out, and like I said before, you know, this song kind of came out when I was in this kind of mode of being like this heavenly, blissful, fantasy, love situation, and Imagine is that, and it's such a good song. It's so well produced, in my opinion it 100% gives you Mariah Carey, like, early 90s, like, who the fuck sings like this, except Ariana Grande, and then, obviously, if you want to go back to Mariah Carey, um, there's that, but it's just, it's an amazing song, there's no other way to explain it, and I'm not over it, I don't, I'm just not over it, and the album opens with that song, And it's interesting because the album, I think, goes in a chronological order. So it kind of opens with that, like, heavenly, blissful, like, I'm in love. I don't know if it's, like, gonna work out, but it's so amazing and magical. And, like, it's like a fantasy. Like, that's basically what Imagine is. Um, And then we go into Needy, which I didn't really like Needy at first. I'm not gonna lie. I thought it was kind of like meh and then like right away like after a couple days I found myself like like a psycho just like trying to learn the keys on my keyboard and just like not being able to sleep and being like going over it and over and over it in my head and just being obsessed with it so there's that um and it's a really good, it's, you know, it's a very, like, dreamy, like, bedroom DIY, like, minimalistic tune. It kind of sounds like someone just, like, took their toy keyboard and made it up, but I'm into it. Um, and this song was very much just her, it's, like, an intimate track. I know that it was just um, created by her, Victoria Monet, Taylor Parks, and Tommy Brown, who are, like, her very close friends so I feel like it was very much a song of like we know who you are we're gonna make this it's very like intimate um and then we get into NASA which is probably questionably my favorite 
like upbeat track of the album, um, which I've got a lot of mixed reviews. A lot of people think it's a very like kind of dusty, like surface level, like this is a very like pop produced track and not really as good as the rest of the album, but I disagree. I really like it. I think for me, it's more so I like the message of the song and I like how it's very kind of cutesy in the fact that it's about her needing space from someone that she really loves um, to kind of grow, but it also just kind of is overlaid with this like imagery of space and like NASA and just like very kind of just kind of like kitschy cute like that vibe um and then you know and I I do really like it I I love that one for sure but there is a lot of mixed reviews on that and then we get into bloodline um bad idea those I didn't love at first and they were kind of my least favorites but bloodline is is it's be kind of it's kind of become alongside makeup um like it's a very reggae fusion electro pop tune and it's very much like a dance party tune um and makeup kind of just honestly makes me think of Rihanna which like makes me want Rihanna to release new music um and there's like that little Fenty shout out which I think is super cute and like I'm just like, bitch, I remember seeing her, like, on her story recently posting this, like, huge venti spread that they, like, sent her a bunch of shit, and I'm like, oh, fuck you. But you know what? My two worlds collide, and I'm fine with that. Um, But those two are cute, and they kind of have that reggae-inspired influence, which is fun, like, you know, I don't see the problem with influence from other types of music you know and that's kind of something I'm not gonna get into in this entry is you know a lot of the questionable blurred lines of cultural appropriation let me know if that's something that you want to maybe talk about or you have questions about I do know a lot of people that I really respect and love haven't listened to any of her new music because of that and a lot of that's to do with seven rings which which, excuse me, I'm not even, like, not even just saying that, but, like, Seven Rings is probably my least favorite song on the album, and alongside Bad Idea, um, not even because of that, but it, but it does, it is, you know, there's a lot of problematic, um, issues raised around that song in the video, and I'm not gonna get into it, but that is very much a thing, and I respect that if people are just having a hard time, you know, accepting that and wanting to, and wanting to, like, listen to this album and contribute and, like, promote it, so I really get that, but anyways, on that note, I'm taking a sip. Um, so we're gonna move forward to Fake Smile. I don't care what anyone says, this song is fucking genius. Fake Smile um it's like a fucking hard ass track and it borrows from wu-tang and it's like it it come i she samples after laughter comes tears and like these lyrics are so painful they're so cutting and it's just basically 
it's just, you know, you're not you're not faking this shit anymore. You're not able to be okay. And I think we've all been here. And I think when we get to this song, that's when we really relate to her and we really relate to this album and we really understand like this bitch has had a fucking go like mercury 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 and retrograde has happened like 20 times to this bitch like there's no more faking it you know i think we've all been there i know for me like i'm so bad at faking my emotions and i can so relate to this like literally fuck a fake smile like you just can't and after when you've been through so much like i think it's very obvious that she has been like you can't do that anymore and I think that really like it kind of cuts because it's in the middle of the album and it's kind of like I can't fake this anymore let's move on like let's go um and then we go into bad idea we go to makeup and um and then we get to we get to ghost in which like I I honestly can't really talk about it too much um you know it's Peach needs another sip of water. I just can't really talk about it too much. It's um, it's really, it's really, it's really messed with me. Um, it's like a pillowy, emotional, eerie, pure bliss, but pillowy, dreamy, eerie, spooky track. You know, it's very dark but also very beautiful um and I think that if you've been in the position that she's in in this song where you are literally lying in bed next to someone crying in the middle of the night thinking about somebody else or just thinking about something else someone else and you are not okay and you know that the person next to you is doing nothing but loving you it's just like it's just too much you just can't it's just it's so fucked up and like this song guys like honestly i've listened to it like every night this past two weeks and i've had like a rough go recently so that's just a side note of all this is this album came out when I was literally like a hot mess in my own life. It's like she gets me. Mm. <laughs> um, but no, it's just a really hard song to listen to. And it's really well produced in my opinion in the way that it's just like extremely weird and kind of spooky. And I know too that Gosin samples um, 2009 Mac Miller's track from Swimming it's a dupe in a way it's a little bit of a sample from that if you listen to the both and compare it is very obvious that um she is taking a little bit of inspiration from that which is like chills guys chills my arm hair just goes it just it's chilling it is it's chilling and it like fucks with me like honestly and like if you love music and you love musicians and artists like you'll get it like you'll just get it when shit like that really resonates with you it's like extremely chilling um but that's definitely one of the best songs she's ever put out and 
I think I know for a fact that she didn't want to put it out, but she did, but she had a hard time with it. And, um, Scooter Braun, I know that if you guys, like, if you, if you know anything about mainstream pop, he's a huge deal. He's like, you know, he works with Justin Bieber. He works with her and some other like huge acts. And like, he basically said to her, like, you're overthinking this. Don't keep this from your fans like, this song is beautiful, they're gonna love the shit out of it, and as long as you are okay with actually releasing it, don't overthink it, because it's, like, beautiful, and you have to, you owe that to yourself, and you owe that vulnerability to, like, your fans, and I think that was, I think that that was really cool advice, because it was a little bit of a push, but it wasn't, like, a creepy like no like put this out like you're gonna get like you're gonna get likes or like you're gonna get like traction like it was just like this is amazing and like you need to release this if you want to if the aim of this album is to be vulnerable and connect like this is it bitch like put this song out which that's it definitely did that I think you know questionably her most vulnerable song um, and then we get to, um, in my head, which is probably, probably my other favorite song on the album. Um, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's very, it's very like dark poppy, um, trap, you know, it's, it's got a mood. It's definitely very like you've thought about somebody in a way and you thought that someone was a certain way and it was just in your head and it's not the way it is. And it very much resonates with me and, um, it's got some fucking cute ass lyrics. Um, so take a listen to that one. Cause it's a really, really, really fun, but like kind of still dark track. Um, and then we get to Seven Rings, which I don't really want to talk about. And then Thank You Next, which I've already talked about. And then we sort of wrap up with Thank You Next and then Break break Up With Your Girlfriend. I'm bored. That's the 12th and final track, everyone. Break Up With Your Girlfriend, I'm bored. I don't really know what to think of this this track yet. She's kind of a mystery to me. She's kind of like a Gemini you know, break up with your girlfriend. I'm bored. Um, it's, it's just like weird as fuck. And like, who knows what's going on in there? That's a Gemini for you. But, um, and you would think I would relate cause that's me in a nutshell, Gemini. But I think this song has gotten a lot of weird feedback and the video is also yet again um Hannah Lux did the video same directors thank you next and it's very like you know like cute like mm, like Ariana Grande like good looks like at a weird club and then like at a weird house party in LA and like meh but it's it's kind of interesting because I think a lot of people accused it of queer baiting which I'm like, oh god, the last thing she needs is like more accusations about her like appropriating shit. But um if you actually watch it and then you look into it, it's not 
actually about that and the girl that plays the other female like interest um looks a lot like her but in a way that it's not like oh that bitch just looks like ariana grande it's like that girl literally is her um with just a different face and i think that we've come to the conclusion and by we i mean like everyone online who's obsessed with ariana grande including myself is that it is about her breaking up with pete davison or like you know, in a relationship and then like choosing herself. Sorry, everyone who's queer as fuck like myself. Ariana Grande is not gay. She does not want to date a girl. I'm so sorry. Maybe she does, but the video is not saying that in, in my opinion, I don't think it's saying that. Um, so like, let's not all like get our fucking panties in a twist about her appropriating any more shit. Um, but that's kind of the vibe of that and I think that ends off the album in a really fun kind of like empowering way like you know what even though all this shit happened I'm okay I'm gonna choose myself and let's see where this ride goes that's that's what I take of this um you know, that's it, guys. That's that's my review. I don't know what you think about it. Um, this is my second time doing this now, this evening. It is now 1230. I'm losing my voice, but I do it in the name of, in the name of music, in the name of Ariana Grande. It is like, I. this is another 40 minutes of my life. Um, but I would love to know your thoughts about the album. I would love to know anything. You know, tell me about your Valentine's Day. Tell me about what you ate today. Tell me about if you fucking hate this album. Tell me about your favorite song on the album. Like, did you fuck to this album on Valentine's Day? Did you not? Did you make out with somebody? Did you, like, think about, like, fucking someone? Because, like, I sure as hell did. Um, did you <laughs> hate Sweetener? Did you like it? Um are you going to go to any of her concerts? Like, if so, will I see you there? Like, let's, let's get this going. Um, if you want to get in touch, you can reach me at, um, digital diary, diary with two eyes, no spaces, no capitals on Instagram. Or if you want to like get more personal, ask me anything else, chat, send me, send me some hate mail, send me some love mail. Um, you can email me at Gmail, um, digital diary with two eyes as well at gmail.com. I think it's, I think this is going to be a fun time. I want to get this series going. I want to, um, dive more into more music projects. Let me know if you have like suggestions, if there's anything that you want me to review or look into, that could also be fun as well. Maybe nobody gives a fuck and I just keep talking about shit that I like. So there's also that. Um, but I just thought it was important to start it off with a bang and do thank you next. I thought it paid a lot of tribute to Valentine's Day. Tribute to myself. Tribute to God who is a woman who is Ariana Grande. And that's all I have to say. And... Um, Hope that you all have a great night and thanks for listening. Bye.